when Mark bought Instagram for a billion dollars, a couple months earlier I did some Fox program and I said that, they, I was like, it was December, and they're like, hey, make some predictions for 2013. This one, I am predicting that Facebook acquires Instagram. 15 million users for Instagram, probably gonna push 30 next year. And I just have this funny feeling that the Zucks is gonna look at that talent, look at that app, bring it in-house. I was like, Facebook's gonna buy Instagram, right? Cool, whatever. Four months later it happens. And CNN asks me to come on because the video went a little viral in the tech community. So I was on Pierce Morgan. And on Pierce Morgan's show, his opening line is, this company's 550 days old. How the hell is it worth a billion dollars? And my opening line is, they stole it. I get out of the studio, I'm hardcore Twitter, so I go on it, and literally there are thousands of tweets of people calling me a fucking idiot. So literally that night, from like 10 o'clock at night to four in the morning, I favorited every single one of those tweets by hand, all of them. (laughs) I think this is a good story because this is what an entrepreneur I think does. I favorited them all and then I guess last year this time, right, uh, Facebook bought WhatsApp for 18 billion and every article like the next day after the news came out is like, oh wait a minute, they fucking stole Instagram. And no joke, for a week, my wife and I went to Turks and Caicos for a weekend Right? Luckily she just likes to read and I can't bother her. And I laid on a beach for 19 hours a day, two days in a row, and replied to every single person that called me an idiot and said, what now, bitch? (laughs) Fellow teammates, welcome to another episode of the Move Swiftly podcast. I am your host, Aswan Cruikshank, the founder of Gym 44 Recruiting and author of Swiftly, Your Guide to Innovative Teamwork. Teammates, when someone starts a business, it's often referred to as that person's baby. Starbucks, for example, at one point was Howard Schultz's baby. Apple, at one point, was Steve Jobs' baby, or even Bad Boy, Bad Boy Entertainment, at one point was P. Diddy's baby. Now, there comes a time where a baby got to grow up, straight up. A baby ain't going to stay a baby forever. So today's discussion is about how my baby, Jim 44, the same name that you hear me meant that gets mentioned at the beginning of every single one of these episodes, is a discussion, today's a discussion about how my baby grew up and grew to be an adult at this stage, all right? Now, I remember when I first started, and I, actually, I remember when I first heard the term baby. And as I've mentioned on this podcast and I mentioned in Swiftly, I'd go around to all sorts of community centers. I'd go approach athletic directors. I'd go approach coaches. I'd go and approach anybody and everybody talking to them about gym44.com. Hey, check out gym44. That's, what, that's the way I spent my days. At the time, I was working overnight at a gym named Spunk Fitness. Now, I set a meeting at a boys and girls club. I believe it was in D.C., or Virginia, I can't even remember where this Boys and Girls Club was. I just knew the guy was willing to meet with me. So I set a meeting with him, and I take him through the website and show him everything, and he loves it. 
And he asks me this question. He goes, okay, so who else is on it? Who else is using this? What, who else are you talking to? All those sorts of questions. And I'm like, nobody. Right now it's just me. And then he used that same term. He goes, oh, okay, it's your baby. <laughs> and ever since he said that, I, I've looked at it like that. I've looked at it as, as something that the same way that a parent protects their baby, I've looked at it as a baby, and I've been very hesitant to let it go. I've been very hesitant with who I shared with. The first person, well, one of the, I wouldn't say the first person, I shared it with, but one of the people that I shared it with that I really expected to understand it, understand it, was a guy named Mike Caval. Mike Caval was the general manager at the Spunk Fitness in which I, just, I worked at, and I just mentioned. And I worked the overnight shift, and I didn't see him that often, and it gave me so much time to develop the website, develop everything, and what you see with Gym 44 now, it, if I didn't have the time during the day, during those times when I was working overnight, then it wouldn't be as detailed as it is now, all right? Now, when I first presented it to Mike, it wasn't a website yet. It was long before it was a website. It was a, like a 30-page proposal, and I tried to dumb it down as much as possible, but the way it was going to work, it's very similar to how it works now, is I was going to give out percentages to certain coaches that use it, and add all these kinds of numbers and things, just, it was completely, it was really, really confusing, really, really complicated. When Mike looked at it, Mike, Mike was a math wizard. He knew his math very well. I think that's how he got the position as general manager at the gym because he really, really knew how to do numbers. Mike looked at it, and he only asked me about the specifics or the, the things that he understood, which was the math portion of it. All right? Once it developed into a website, once it developed into a website is when, is when it was easier for him to understand. Once I turned what we were talking about into a website, <laughs> he understood it very well. And at that point, teammates, I thought I made it. This was about, man, geez, this was almost eight years ago now. I was about 24, 23 or 24. I just finished school. I was only about a year, year and a half removed from college at that point. And just so we clear, just so you guys know, the way it worked initially, the way Gym 44 worked initially, is that coaches were going to pay $50 to post a tryout. The catch was they can have their advertiser, have their sponsors pay that form because there's ad space on every single tryout that gets posted on Gym 44. So that's, that was the thing. I knew that there was money to be made in simply the posting of a tryout. I've platformed the name Gym 44 to where you can make money based on the post. And it's all going to be based on the user experience and all those kinds of things. And that just went over his head. <laughs> all, right. all of that just went over Mike's head because Mike, only thing Mike knew how to do was collect money for gym membership. And the only thing that he asked me was, I just don't see how it's going to sign up members. That's what I had to hear over the period of months and months of months of me trying to get him to understand it. It got so bad with Mike, and then this is what really pissed me off. I had stopped pitching to Mike. I had stopped presenting him with the idea. I was going out, like I mentioned, to other boys and girls clubs and going to other coaches and doing all these things. I just said, you know what, fuck it, Mike, you don't get it. I just left him alone. Until one day I get a text from Mike. Mike texted me and he told me he spoke to the owner of the franchise. 
you know, Spunk at Spunk was a locally owned gym. It wasn't the corporate gym, the LA fitness type gym. It was a one owner and only about four or five locations. So it was easy to talk to the owner. So Mike went to the owner, his name was Bernie, and he told him about my idea for Gym 44. I get a text from Mike saying, hey man, I spoke to Bernie and he said it's a go with your Gym 44 idea. And I'm like, great. You know, I never went, I never pushed it, I never pushed Mike to do it. All of a sudden I get a random text. And I'm like, cool, it's working, things are working out for me. And then a few weeks go by, <laughs> and I reached back out to Mike. I said, hey, Mike, you were the one that told me you spoke to Bernie. What's the issue? What, what's the holdup? And then I, all of a sudden, I get a reply from Mike saying, well, I still don't see personally how it's going to sign up members to a gym. But good luck with it then, though. Bullshit, right? Bullshit. Like, he goes and tells the owner my idea, and then all of a sudden, the idea is something he doesn't get, so we're not going to use it. That's the kind of bullshit. That, that kind of sums up the kind of bullshit that I hear, had to hear when I first started Gym 44. Now, here's what got me through that time. There was a time I was in Starbucks. I was in Starbucks. It was a local Starbucks. I had a lot of meetings at that Starbucks. And I saw this gentleman who was... He was, a, he was a former soccer player, and I was just, you know, sometimes I, I look at the laptops, I see what they're kind of working on and stuff like that, and he was working on soccer camps. You know, you could tell he's a former athlete, he had some soccer, soccer camps, he was posting stuff on the community bulletin at Starbucks and certain soccer camp, all these things. And I go to him, I was like, hey man, you got any sponsors yet? You got anybody, is Starbucks sponsoring you? You got anybody that's helping you raise the funds? <laughs> And he goes, no, no. He, he was African. He was like, no, no, I, do, I, haven't, I have not found anybody yet. I, I, I'm just struggling. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get these cops going on. <laughs> and then I told him about Gym 44 a little bit. I showed him the website. And then he introduces me to his friend who happens to manage that Starbucks. And the manager at Starbucks came out and, talk, and spoke to me. And I said, I said, everything that Gym 44 can do for you. I said, I want to do internet, I want to mix internet advertising with sports sponsorship. And it, 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 it puzzled him a little bit. The manager of Starbucks looked at me a little puzzled. He goes, wait a minute, you want to merge internet advertising and sports sponsorship. Understand that there are two different price tags on each. Sports youth sponsorship is just a quick couple thousand bucks, get the kids some uniforms, and they're good. Internet advertising, we're talking about millions and billions of dollars <laughs> that can be exchanged. So it puzzled him a little bit. He goes, internet advertising and sports sponsorship. And he's like, what? It, it threw him off. And at that point, he told me, he, go, he looked at the website. I showed him everything just like I showed Mike. And he goes, okay, this is cool, but this is not something that we would be able to help you with at the store level. You got to go to the corporate people and pitch this thing. <laughs> and it was at that point where I realized that I had a corporate level idea, an idea that can get exchanged for a couple billion dollars, millions of dollars, billions, billions, whatever. I'll take it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm telling you, when he said that, I was like, whoa. And it was at that point where I started putting the plan together to start that minor league football team, the Ocean City Sharks which was another million dollar idea that I had that never, that never came to fruition. And the reason it didn't work out the way I expected it to work out 
was a lot of the same reasons that it didn't work out with me and Mike at Spunk Fitness. There was a guy, his name was Scott, Scott Albright, I believe. And he's a smart kid. I'm not saying anything bad about him. But he was a, I'll say he was a product of fortune. He had a, He grew up around money. He grew up around having a lot. He had a lot. Of, I wouldn't say he had a lot of money, but he had enough money to where he didn't have that grind. I'll give you an example. When he and I were, were speaking, <laughs> when he, he was going to come in and he was going to help me coach the Ocean City Sharks. He was going to help me get it started and stuff like that. He told me that when he played, he played at McDaniel College and he was basically at a Division three school not paying a penny, which is an awesome, awesome deal. He told me that he left in the middle of the football season. So he didn't even stay for the entire semester. He didn't finish out the season. He just left. A free education, and he just left the school and transferred to Salisbury, which is closer to his home. So he was someone that really just didn't like taking risks. Now, he heard the idea of the Ocean City Sharks, and he had assumed that this was this commodity. This, this was his thing that he could make into his reality. It wasn't Jim 44, then the Ocean City Sharks. It was the Ocean City Sharks and the Ocean City Sharks. He would say shit like, oh, Ocean City Sharks is my dream. I love the idea. I want to build a, a minor league football team in my city. He loved it, and I appreciate him for it for a while. Now, the day in which he walked out on me that he quit on me, was when I realized Jim 44 is a bigger deal than even I had considered. I considered. All right, because me and him, we were at another Starbucks. I know Starbucks is being mentioned a lot. That's why I love Starbucks so much. But he and I were at another Starbucks that was close to Salisbury University. And this was the time where I was running around Ocean City and Salisbury trying to get this minor league team started. Scott and I were talking and we were supposed to have a tryout that day and no one showed up. And Scott, I had Scott talk to a lot of the players that were interested because at the time he was playing for a minor league, uh, not a minor league, a semi-pro football team named the Delmavar Tyrants. And he was the one that kind of knew that world a whole lot better than I did. And Scott was speaking to a lot of the players and he was telling them there's no way that this team is going to this team is going to materialize this year. There was no way this knows it. And again, he, he wasn't necessarily wrong at all. I'm not here bashing him at all. When Scott and I started going back and forth, we were going back and forth about what the next move should be or how to create this team or what I should do. He said something about everybody would have to be using Jim 44 if this was to work. And again, he had an issue with it. He had an issue with the fact that everybody had to be using Jim 44. And that's not his fault. That's my fault. That's my fault for not making it something that was easy for everyone to understand. That $50 that I initially had to post a tryout was the holdup because it turned it into something that was a bigger deal than it actually had to be. And it's because why? I was protecting my baby. I wasn't letting my baby grow up. All right, teammates, and I want you guys to understand this, this was part of my baby growing up. At this point, I'd say my baby, Jim 44, was getting into its teenage years because I was dealing with this great idea for the Ocean City Sharks. I was hearing from Mike, oh, I don't know, I was dealing with people that thought they knew how to take my idea and run with it. And it's very similar to a mother or father having someone take their kid and run with it. All right. That's the way I was feeling. 
Once that whole Ocean City Sharks thing blew over, Gym 44 was down for close to three or maybe three or four years. And I spent that time working at LA Fitness in sales. I was at, I was at Lady Foot Locker. I was at D1. I was at FBU Football University. I was a high school football coach for two seasons. I worked at an Orange Theory in sales. Tons of jobs, tons of fitness sales types positions. All things in which I was gaining knowledge and figuring out what is it? How can Jim Ford? I was even, a, and Omar's going to love this. I was even an Amway rep, right? I was an IBO for Amway. I was doing all sorts of things to really, as a per, from a personal development standpoint, to figure out what is it that Jim 44 needed that it didn't have? How am I going to make my baby grow up to where I could let it go and figure it all out? And boom, it hit me. Once I got to Florida, and, and I said this, I remember saying this to my cousin. When he came, he came to Maryland one time, and, and I, he asked me, hey, what's up with the website? And I told him, I'm not relaunching it until I move to Florida. Once I got to Florida, and it came time for me to relaunch it, and I saved up enough money to get myself established, to get a car and get my company back and stuff like that, I thought back to all of that rejection. I thought back to all those conversations with Scott and all the things that I had to deal with when I first started it. And I realized you got to let your baby go and you got to let go of that charge of $50. Even though I'm not going to make any money off people using it right now, I have to have enough faith that the idea will stick enough that I, I, I put it in a certain position to where I can give this gift to the world and then sell it for the amount it deserves to be sold for. And that's what I want you guys to understand. I, I really, really want you guys to understand because right now I know you're listening in and you're struggling with your idea. You're trying to figure out where's the breakthrough. This is a copycat industry. There's no new idea you can have. Every time you come up with something, yes, someone did it before. It's just your job to do it better. I'm not the first person to figure out how to post tryouts. I just simply platformed it in a certain way, had a cool name to it, a fancy logo, and, my, and revolutionized the way people post tryouts now. Because you're able to squeeze little, you're able to see little things and merge, just like my man at Starbucks said, merge internet advertising with sports sponsorship. That's all I was able to do. Here's how I figured it out. Here's, and at this, once I got to Florida, my baby was, <laughs> uh, I know you guys have been my baby went from being uh, a teenager into his college years, and now it's ready to be into the real world. Here's how it got to the point where it is now, where it's in the real world, all right? I drove out to a camp. It was in Boca Raton, Boca Raton Florida. A camp put on by FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. One of the people that were there doing a table setup was a guy named Antonio who founded an app called Scouted. Oh, 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 oh man. He found you. Hey, teammates, you guys don't hear me. Antonio founded an app called Scouted. Gym 44 post tryouts on the internet. An app called Scouted. It made it so I wouldn't have to develop an app. I, I thought to myself, all right, this is the perfect guy to sit down with, talk it out, and let's figure out how we can think things through and we could just partner and help each other grow. 
when I spoke to Antonio, I messaged Antonio the next day and we set up a meeting at his house and we talked for hours and hours and hours that night. And it got to the point where I was talking to, to Antonio about Jim 44, got to the point where he told me, much like a lot of people have tell, told me in the past, he told me to just decommission it, shut it down. It's, it doesn't work. It, Jim 44, it's never going to work. doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense why you do that when people could post their tryouts on Facebook or post their tryouts on Instagram or post their tryouts through email. Whatever it is, they don't need to post their tryouts on Jim 44. There's just no need for it. And that's what, those were specific words. He goes, it just didn't work. And he, he, he said it in a very sympathetic tone because he looked at me like, I know that's hard to hear, bro, but just decommissioned it. And then I came back. I came back when I said, you know, there's a lot of people who've told me that in the past. And I don't agree with you when you say it didn't work because it did work. There are players who do request tryouts or reserve tryouts. They see a post and they'll reserve a tryout. So that was the reason I started. I didn't start it to make a whole bunch of money. I started just simply to have a place in which players can request a tryout. And Antonio, this was Antonio's answer. He goes, oh, shit, all right. Well, let's build around that. And then he helped me with the verbiage. (laughs) He goes, okay, so I got it. You don't have a company. You have a feature. And that is where it's at now. It's simply me selling the feature. So when you see the Gym 44 logo and you see request a tryout, it's because the request a tryout button is the feature is the feature in which allows it to connect with all the other business, allows it to connect whether it's you requesting a tryout a new gym or requesting a tryout for a sports team or requesting a tryout a new fitness studio. That request a tryout business is the feature simply... That request a tryout feature, I'm sorry, is what allows it to connect with all the other businesses. Much like Facebook has that like button. Without that like button, Facebook would not be where it is today. All right, as you guys just heard, Facebook has to buy companies like WhatsApp. They have to buy out companies like Instagram. Because without, if they don't do that, then they lose. It's like Apple, and you guys are going to hear this in a little bit, but Apple had to buy out Beats by Dre because they were struggling with all these music streaming services. All right? So teammates, that's the story of Gym 44, and it's just the start. It has just, it's just revved up its engine. It has just revved up its engine, be, revved up its, its engine because now I have my own personal brand on my own. I have my own hashtag now i have my own book now i have my own website now to where i can advertise on gym 44 all i want and if users continue to ignore it guess what i'm the first one to the players i'm the first one to the markets i'm the first one i'm right there and i force my competitors to use it to use the platform now we see how that works how that works teammates and i'll close with this I want every last one of you guys to understand. I told you that story. I laid that entire thing out for you. And trust me, I left a lot of shit out because, you know, I don't want to overload you. (laughs) When you're doing something, if you think that you're doing it and money, if you're equating money with success, you will fail. Because it will distract you from your overall mission. 
It will distract you from what you're really trying to get done. And the conversation is just going to go out the window. Everybody's trying to make money. You're not bringing anything of value to the table. So really think about that as you're struggling and you're trying to get your idea to grow or you're trying to get your baby to grow up into a teenager, send it to college, and kick it out into the real world. I know you can do it. I have faith in you. As usual, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. Now, it's a company best known for its expensive headphones, named after the hip-hop star Dr. Dre. But now Beats Electronics looks set to be snapped up for more than $3 billion by the technology giant Apple. The expected price is three times the company's estimated worth last September and reflects the value of its new music streaming service. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. From humble beginnings, Dr. Dre had long ago fulfilled his great expectations. He's a 49-year-old businessman now, but in the 80s, he was... And that's about as much of the record we can play without offending somebody's mother. But last night, if you can say this about a West Coast rapper without being misunderstood, he rather jumped the gun with his friend Tyrese Gibson, star of the Fast and Furious movie franchise. Another level. Billionaire boys club for real, homie. Huh? Fix your face. Fix your face. Oh, the Forbes list just changed. They need, hey, it came out like two weeks ago. They need to update the Forbes list. Just changed in a big way. Oh my! Understand that. Oh my! The first billionaire in hip hop, right here for the West Coast. Believe it. From rapper, producer, and movie star, he turned entrepreneur. Beats Electronics sells very expensive headphones that became very fashionable. Young people wanted them, and the not so young. The fact that you're rocking the headphones and I've got the portable speaker does mean that they, they've got an, an, image, past, an image identity crisis. Beats became huge thanks to clever marketing, sending them free to celebrities and sporting stars. But this year it also launched a music streaming service. With Apple already suffering from the success of streaming giant Spotify, the last thing it needs is another threat. So the technology beer moth is rumoured to be paying $3.2 billion for Beats. How much of that precisely goes to Dr. Dre isn't known, but it means he probably pips Puff Daddy and Jay-Z to the billion. Hey, this is Grant Tony here in my office. Hey, I just finished reading a book called Tuned In. Uh, for those of you who are really struggling to get your message out to the market, uh, I'm going to highly recommend this book. It's a fantastic book, a lot of great ideas on how to market position your product. Now, it doesn't go into marketing strategies, for example, you know, how to use email lists, um, you know, do brochures, mail outs, and all that stuff. It's not about that. The, the book is more about strategy and positioning. And in here, they have a what I call a breakthrough experience model that I want to share with you. And basically what they're saying is if you want your product or your service to resonate with the market, there's five experiences that it has to have or five aspects or attributes that it has to have if you really want it to resonate with the market. And the first one is the discovery experience. In other words, how do people discover your product or service? Uh, you look at your brochures, look at your websites, look at your videos. Is it easy to understand your products? So that's the discovery, how people discover your product or service. The second one is the user experience. You know, how easy is it to use your product or how easy is it to use your service? Hopefully it's very easy. It also talks about the buying experience. 
So if I wanted to buy your product or service, how easy is it for me, is it for me to use uh, buy from you rather? And is it complicated or is it simple? And when I buy from you, you know, are there different options of payments? Uh, if I go to your website, is it a simple one or two clicks and I'm there? That's the buying experience. And then there's the service experience. So if I have a problem with the product or the service, uh, can I call you up? Is it 24-7, 365? Do you have email? Do you have online chat? How do you service me when I need to get some help? And the last one is the packaging. Believe it or not, packaging matters. How you package your product, what clients see when they look at your product really does matter. So again, let me summarize the five experiences. If how do they discover? How do they use your product? Uh, the service aspect, the packaging is very important. But is it easy to buy from you? That's the fifth aspect of this. Anyway, it's called Tuned In. Suggest you get it again. This is not marketing how to sell to the market, but how do you position your product or service so that people, customers, can resonate with your product. Hope this helps. Take care. Bye-bye. Giants play in New York. Forbes, one, two, three. You know what it is. One, two, three. Yeah. I run New York. One, two, three. It's the billion dollar remix, baby. For real, Come on, man, I'm hot now. Drop now, top down, I got stare. Been around the block, pal. Imagine what I got now. The Bentley, the Ferrari, maybe the Bugatti, range of Maserati. I got them all. Goddamn, my money, my, my, my money. Long, I black out and break a bet on your ass like Barry Bonds. I get it. I'm down for the jokes, line up my weed. I told you I was gonna cake up, I did it. She ain't trying to show me how to ball, man. They trying to buy some Gucci. I'm trying to buy them all. I ain't come to get a little bit. I'm trying to get it all. My new chick a cool chick. I'm finna make a small. But my watch is right. My stocks is right. But don't be shot tonight. If you be shot tonight, still gutter like a mother. Chipped up. Don't be surprised when I grip up. You slip up, you can get it. Watch my bullet. Watch my bullet. Yeah. I'm better that I don't play.
I'm a hustler, baby. Can't escape my past. When I flip rock away, I told him, give me money, cash. Yeah, checks might bounce. Alphabet boys might check my account. Still hustling, baby. Hurry up, kill me. I'm all ready to go. Next stop is the Philly. Young Turbo, 6 speed, 911. I'm revving, I'm trying not to spill my Merlot. When my girl go on world talk, ladies, I'm back on the street like I'm out on the furlough. I'm back clubbing, ace of spade bubbling. Drinking from the bottle, who the fuck need a bucket? I'm killing the block, multiple whips, so I'm killing the roof like Michael Vick. Yeah, it's callmeforms.com. In case y'all forgot, New York is still mine, I get it? What you Yeah. One, two, three, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking my language now, baby. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I wouldn't want to be outside of the bubble on this one. I get it.